this is our podcast. Welcome. Uh, today we are going to jump straight into it, and we are going to hit these memes hard. And yes. by hard, I mean two. <laughs> so, first one: Your healing might be offensive to those that benefited from your brokenness. Heal anyway. And then, the second one is: They asked her, "How do you get through tough moments?" She answered. Do not trust the way you see yourself when your mind is turbulent and remember that even pain is temporary. Honor your boundaries. Treat yourself gently. Let go of perfection and feel your emotions without letting them control you. You have enough experience to face the storm and evolve from it. And this is uh, Young Pueblo. Yes, yes, yes. So today, Dominique, we are (laughs) discussing... um, Communication and boundaries. Yes. Now, when my husband and I first got together, he literally (laughs) brought me a list, or a link he sent me. It was 276 questions to ask your partner before marriage. And in our case, it was just before we started dating. Even though we knew we were going to date, but it was just to kind of check to see where the other one was at. You know, just to to make sure, right? Yeah. So, um... I'm not sure if you're, like, I've told you about the list a couple of times, but I'm not sure if, like, other people know about this list. There's so many different lists out there, but for this one in particular, it's, it gets in depth, and I feel like a big problem with, like, why couples end up in such, you know, shitty situations Mm. is literally because the conversations that they're having, they're not, like, deep. I was looking for it online. What I saw, like, the reactions I saw for the questions was, like, well, like, how would you find these things out? You talk to your partner. Like, and it was a lot of men, no offense, that were like, you just find these things out gradually as you go through your relationship, right? Yeah. However, there is a serious disconnect because when you look at um, people who are asking for advice online and things like that, clearly, like, there were conversations that weren't happening, and you're talking about people who are married for fucking 10 years. Yeah. You know, and they're, yeah. they're like, literally discovering these pieces of their partner yeah. that they would have never agreed to from the jump had they known that this was the opinion that their partner had. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think specifically they wouldn't have gotten into such a serious relationship. You invest a lot of time in someone when you have a mortgage and yeah. you you know and you have children yeah. or or even without children like yeah. you invest your time yeah. you know and and as far as like you know getting to know their family and bringing you into your their community and, and mm. stuff like that so it's just like i feel like people aren't getting to the nitty gritty of like what is really going to like create a long standing you know relationship and any couple that you ask that's been you know, doing the thing for over 10 years, mm-hmm. they'll tell you, like, it's communication. Yeah. Communication, communication. And yeah. everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, no, but seriously, it is communication. Yeah. And so it's like, you need to be asking these right questions. And when I first saw this, I was all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't overwhelming for me because at the, that time I was single for a while. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I didn't want to keep investing my time Mm. with, like, people that were just going to waste it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I knew that I wanted to be in a serious relationship. Like, that's who I am Mm -hmm. as a person. I'm a caregiver. I'm a a lover. And I want to, you know, just be in a serious relationship. Yeah. You know, everybody got a whole phase. But, like, this whole wanted to go home. So, (laughs) so... And and to that hope. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so when he gave me this list, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's serious, serious. So I was like, I bet. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it took a while. um, But what ended up happening for us was we both filled it out, right? Yeah. And then we spent the weekend together just going over the questions and discussing. And it's like... I know 276 questions can be extremely overwhelming. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you need to, you know, do this immediately. But I do think that glancing at the list and simply, like, getting in touch with yourself and your answers, right, Um, is is kind of going to set the precedent for the relationship and for yourself, you know what I mean? And then you figure out, like... 
is this something I'm flexible with? Mm. You know? Or is this a hard line? Because yeah. that's the other thing. You know, as I was saying earlier, yeah. people get with people who like hit their hard line and they're already stuck. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't want to get a divorce. I don't want to whatever. I have kids with this person. I yeah. live with this person. I love this person. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they're like, I wish I would have known this before. And so because I wasn't playing no games and neither was, you know, Carlton, like it was just refreshing. Yeah. And like it, you get in depth. Yeah. And so that's just us though. We're like full throttle. You know yeah. what I mean? Take a gander at it. And like, I'll actually, you know what? Let me just go over the categories just so y'all can take a moment and reflect. Okay. It's a lot of categories, yeah. but like, it's your life. You should think about it. If you're going to spend <laughs> the rest of your life with somebody, <laughs> you feel me? So here we go. I'm not going to read the questions yet. I'm just going to read the categories. So here we go. Boom, ba -da boom. Work, home, relationship history, sex, health, appearance, parenthood, friends, pets, politics, community, charity, military, I know it's long, the law, media, religion, culture, leisure, travel and vacations, education, transportation, all the Asians, so communication, that's the last of the Asians, mealtime, gender roles, and living every day. Mm. So you got all these different categories, yeah. and it's like, yes, because these are all the different parts of your life that you guys are going to be navigating together. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it's good to kind of have an idea of where you stand on some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it really hits like every single category and all like you hit everything. So I guess it won't allow there to be like a void for a certain thing. Like, well, okay, like I knew how you felt about, uh, you know, about family or gender roles, but I didn't know how you felt about finances. And like, you know, yeah, if you don't like saving, that's something I can't be a part of. Or like somebody being like, I can't save. So then, you know, your partner being like, well, that's not something that I can can really work with and stuff like that. So even though it's a lot of categories, it really allows there for just it's all it's all on the table. It's so all the table. so finances because we went over this list before um, before we filmed, and so I'm mm -hmm. like, so it sounds like finances is like a big one for you. Um, just based off of that was the one that you discussed so I don't know is that a big one is that wrong no, no I kind of I kind of just like whatever popped up at the top of my head I mean I do think that finances are important because you be saving girl you be saving saving <sighs> yeah I mean <laughs> this chick she be saving yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like money <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie I like money I like going to concerts I like I like doing what I want and not having to feel like I can't do what I want because it's not an option. Like of course there's some things like I, I can't I can't own a private jet. Not that I really would want one. Mm. But there's just like certain things that like okay, I love music and just like art and stuff like that. I can't buy an original Van Gogh piece. I, I can't. Like I could I could go to Marshalls and get like facts. Like, you know, one that some artist made which looks amazing but it's not like the real deal mm. I would love to do that but that's just like not an option so I want to be able to dictate what I can do that actually are options yeah. you know so like and I just kind of feel like it's pointless if I go to work and work so hard and I can fucking go see twice in concert because I ordered Chinese food or like I ordered, I, I went to McDonald's way too many times that like besides like health risks <laughs> but like you know I I got Italian food every single day last week lunch breakfast dinner Did so now I can't not literally but I'm just saying like hypothetically so oh, like okay. so now I can't afford to go to a concert that I like or I can't afford to go on this vacation that I wanted to go on you know like that, that would piss me off because if you're gonna go to a concert you're gonna go to a concert oh yeah Oh, yeah. Unless, You've been doing that from the get. So. Oh, yeah. Unless it's, like, an artist that, uh, like, Adele. I was looking at Adele tickets. 
because I was going to talk to Carlton and be like, yo, we should do this for Mel's birthday. We'll go half, like half and, and half. And they're really and expensive. Last fucking row, $900. Adele, I love you. I love you. We love you, Adele. But... That's a little Girl. bit out of our price range, honey. Yeah, if you ever watch this, just know, I love you. Please give me a ticket. <laughs> give us tickets. Give me tickets. Please. But. Please. Because of, like, I come home smelling like lower middle class from work. <laughs> so, like, $900 tickets ain't, like, you know, what am I going to tell my landlord? Sorry. But right, I, that's I, rent right there. And that's not even full rent. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, I'm very lucky. I'm yeah. blessed with the situation I have where mm -hmm. my rent is not really that much. Yeah. But it's In like... In New York, 900 is just like, you have like 12 roommates. 12 roommates <laughs> or like... And you have like you a, two, a two by four, like <laughs> two by four by four, like just a tiny ass little room. Literally. A box. You live you in a box. box. Yeah. New York is it's fucking shit. That's why we're upstate, honey. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping to be rich so then eventually. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I want to stay in New York. Like, family-wise, yeah. Like, I like the culture of it. But, again, I like money. So I'm kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why, why the fuck am I going to pay $2,000 for, like, something where it's like, oh, like, here's, like, a full bath, a full kitchen, and, like, the bedroom's a little small. Like, I wouldn't call it, like, a master bedroom. I'd call it just bedroom. And, like, you know, you have enough room in your living room to, like, put a love seat and, like, think about having friends over. <laughs> Why am I going to pay $2,000 for that? I'd be pissed. I'd, I would literally be, like, I will be homeless. Like, I am not, you're not getting my money. Not literally homeless, but, you know. I, I wouldn't do that. That would make me mad. I feel you. You know? But, yeah. I That's do. my tangent. It's okay to have tangents. I yeah. feel you. Girl, I feel you on that shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. The money. All right, so let's go over a couple of questions. So let's see. Um, since we were already talking about like finances and stuff like that, we'll go into like the work category really mm -hmm. quick. So one of the questions that they have is, um, what does your job entail? Uh, do you travel? Do you work from home? Uh, do you perform dangerous tasks? Are you on call? And then what's your retirement plan, mm -hmm. right? And like, what do you wanna do when you stop working? So for me, when I was getting into a relationship with my husband, he travels for, for work. So like, that was, I had to sit and really think about that for a second yeah. and be like, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm with this man, like I have to be okay with the fact that he's not gonna be home. Yeah. Like all the time yeah you know and lucky for us I get to travel with him and you know we get to um, spend a little bit of time together yeah. like more than if I wasn't with him at all yeah um, which is nice yeah uh, you know but it's tough sometimes like having yeah. a, a husband that's like traveling um, you know because yeah. you want them around I mean yeah. I, I don't know about y'all I don't want my husband around uh, <laughs> no, because some people like go to work. Yeah, yeah. Tell them to go to work. I'm sick of seeing your face right now. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe that'll happen in like year 20. Who knows? But um, so there's that. And I think that, that um, that's rough, you know, because long distance isn't easy for everyone. Yeah. You know, we started off in a long distance relationship. Mm. So not everybody can handle that. Some people need to see their significant <coughs> other, you know two three times a week or, yeah. or whatever and so it's you know it can be hard yeah um let me see or like if they have like a dangerous job yeah could you imagine if like your boo was like one of those fucking crane operators in the city yeah I don't know. those big ass like mm, i look at that every time and i'm just yeah. like damn i hope they get paid a lot of money to be on that crane they do actually when i was looking at like union jobs and stuff like that the, good nice good yeah good because that shit is scary yeah <laughs> and dangerous what do we got we've got okay home this is a big one some people really argue about this one mm. do you think of your home as a cocoon or is your door always open mm. both to be honest because mm. like you know i was mainly raised by the italian side of my family but even then like you know you're Puerto Rican too, so I mean, we're like a slew of things, because 
found out that apparently we're part Dominican and possibly Taino as well. I don't know, but um, awesome. Yeah, so we we have to do the twenty three and Me test. I think it is. Sweet. But um, you know, it's very the doors always open. Like come in, everyone eat. Like you know, you walk in and like you're getting offered four different foods yeah. every five minutes, and it's like no, I'm alright. Like I don't eat, and then it's like. It's like offensive. It's like, you're not fucking hungry? Like, no! Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay? All right, Grandma? Like, put, put the goddamn spaghetti down. Like, I don't want it. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Because both my dad's side and my mom's side have been, like, it's very open door. Like, you know, come on in. Bring your friends in. You know, as long as they're not little assholes. Because then you'll, you'll know. Like, I... Oh, yeah, they, like, it's either they're gonna, I feel like your parents would actually, like, say, like, it out loud. Oh, no, they have. They're like, I don't want this fucking kid in my house. Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta go, man. I don't don't know what to tell you, but, you know, I won't name drop, so we'll use, like, fake names, but, like, Janice, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like, this one kid stole from me one time, and we were young. We were in elementary school. But my mom literally was ready to fight the mom. Like, I will never forget my dad and I, and I think... Mikey, the three of us were in Best Bargain Books, because that was, like, our place. And I think, like, my mom called my dad or something. Oh, she was ready. And ready. Ready to fucking demolish this kid's mom. Because, like, you know, my parents work hard and stuff like that. And it, it was just, like, a stupid little wallet. But... No, but they Not sold. a stupid little wallet. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, my par- my parents bought that. So, I will never forget. We were in Best Bargain Books, and my dad answers the phone. He's like, oh, God. Like, yeah, my, my parents have no shame. That's why, like, that's how you know that my parents like you. Like, if my parents didn't like you, you, you'd you be in the house one time, and that's it. So. Well, at least, see, here's the thing. I don't know, like, I'm back and forth about that, because yeah. I'm very much like, say what you got to say. If yeah. they're not allowed to be here, then fucking say it. But, yeah. like, I'm like very much like my mom. And my mom, she'll just be like, she'll just pull me to the side. She'll be like, Melanie. Yeah. Don't live back in here again. Yeah. Oh, no, my parents like, just laugh. She'll just whisper. She'll be like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't know how they raised their kids, but they ain't going to be in my house like that. Don't invite them back. And I'll be yeah. like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You my know? parents, like, they'll pull you to the side, but you know how loud that's they are. That's the that's thing. thing. It's like, your house, essentially, is supposed to be your safe space. So that's why I get the cocoon side of it, mm-hmm. of, like... You know, that's that's your space. That's where you should feel the most comfortable. You worked hard to, you know, make money or to, uh, to, to afford that place or even just to, like, you could buy a place, but essentially you have to make it your own wherever you go. Like, something yeah. can feel like, wow, the, the moment that you first see it, like, yes, this, this is our place. But you yeah. still got to make it your own. So I get the cocoon aspect of it as well because it's like, you kind of want to gatekeep a little bit, you know? Because it's like, that's your safe space. And, like, sometimes you don't really have the energy left for, yeah. like, other people. Because, like, you know how I am when I host. Mm. When I host, I'm cooking. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, we doing a thing. All I ask is you bring groceries. And it's just like, and then you tell me. You got an allergy. You got, you know, a sensitivity. You got a preference. You know what I mean? Because mm. we have... Um, vegetarian friends, we have vegan friends. I have um, a couple of friends that are like, um, with gluten yeah, they're glu- with the gluten allergy and whatnot. And it's just like, you're not about to come into my house, and I can't feed you. Yeah, because it's just like I've been, and and I understand that some people are in like a financial situation where they can't. Yeah, but I've been in in situations where like as a younger kid, being in what's clearly a well-maintained home mm. you know what I mean mm. where like they got a little money mm-hmm. and like they won't offer you nothing mm-hmm. oh no mm-hmm. it's a thing and it's a, it, it could just be a culture thing I could just be accidentally Maybe. shitting on somebody's culture my bad but I was brought up that it's like if you invite people over because I'm just not uh, you know what the other thing too is I don't just invite anybody over my house so your family I'm gonna feed my family you know what I mean yeah so it's I feel the same I feel the same sometimes I want to be around people and sometimes it's a lot to like get everything you know like 
being in a Puerto Rican house, like, everything's got to be, like, like you know, because they be judging. They be judging. Let me tell you something. I had a family member that told me, you know, to look at somebody's toilet, like the side of the toilet, to see if they dust back there. Because if they don't, they're nasty. So you better fucking believe. <laughs> I make sure I wipe that down, mm-hmm. but I wipe it down twice, like, yeah. before anybody comes over because yeah. I don't want anybody to, you know, think whatever. I'd be like, look at these kids, they, they're nasty. You know what I mean? I don't want, so, uh, that's how I feel. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, so, I'm just like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know? All right, let me see. What else we got here? We've got, ooh, relationship history. Mm. Do you believe past relationships should be left in the past? Uh, yes and no. I think, like, I think, no, they should not be left in the past, but I think it's to a certain degree. Like, I think no, because, you know, that person has been through things, so it's affected them. You know, no one's a clean slate. Everyone has trauma to certain degrees, you know. Some people have really, like, extreme, not to to say that, like, one trauma is more significant than the other, but... Mm -hmm. You know, maybe someone um, is a little bit further on their healing journey than, you know, with one trauma than a different trauma they have. But, no, I don't think so because I feel that that's super important to know because also, too, you want to know your partner's triggers. Like, yeah. I don't want to yeah, accidentally, yeah. like, you oh, know. press that button. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. act, like, hypothetically, if, like, you know, you and I were in a relationship and you had a trigger with over-explaining yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, so I guess, okay, I can speak for myself personally. I have a trigger of being accused of things that I have not done, but the other person ha- has done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like with cheating, where it's like, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I, I'm literally just chilling. I'm just drinking my goddamn yoo-hoo. I'm just... You really be in the G chilling, just, yeah. literally just chilling, and they're over there fucking acting like it's romper room. But <laughs> I romper room. <laughs> I, I don't know. My mom says it all the time. <laughs> I hear like other people say it. My dad all the time. He's like, "The fuck you guys running around here thinking that it's romper room?" He's like, "You can't just be doing that." Yeah, I don't know. I'm about to but Google what the fuck romper room is. I think it's just like kind of acting like some place is a circus. That's fair. You know. Okay. But um, you know, so. I feel like, like, for me, that's a big trigger of, like, you know, if I'm not trusted. And I'm not saying that, like, you need to trust me, but more so, like, <clears throat> you should trust me because you're with me and because you want to trust me. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you need to, but, like, I mean, you should if you're with me. You yeah. kind of should. But, yeah. like, so if you don't know what their past relationship history was... Mm-hmm. It's very easy to just, you know, heal someone's trigger and not mean to do that. And you don't want to hurt the person that you love. But to, like, to a certain degree, you should know about somebody's past relationship. Because, like, you should know about what happened. And if the person feels comfortable telling you, but again, just more so so then you know do's and don'ts. And also, too, like... Some people harbor, like, some hardcore shit. Like, people have been abused Mm -hmm. in other relationships, which, trigger warning, if you have been abused, you know, if you need to turn the dial down, you know, the volume, go ahead. Yes. Um, But, you know, people have been sexually, physically, verbally, mentally abused in past relationships, and it scars you, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that that's something that you need, because that's delicate. You know, you don't want to just be like, well, what the fuck? Why does it bother you? Like, you might not know why it bothers them. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that the past partner should be in the relationship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, like, you know, if your ex-boyfriend's name was Harry, like, I think that... <clears throat> it was the first name that came to my mouth. I think that Harry should not be in the middle of the relationship, Ooh. but Carlton should know that in my past relationship I dealt with dealt with X Y and Z so you know this is something that I have found that helps me if we communicate this way you know like stuff like that so 
think is very important to talk about your past relationships. Yeah. Excuse me, but keeping in mind that like, um, like to be very careful of not letting that person be the third person in the relationship, if that makes sense. No, you I know? totally does. I mean, for me specifically, mm-hmm. the Carlton and I really don't. Um, I guess we're a little bit different. Like we get in depth. Yeah. Um, on like the things that bothered us in our past relationships, because mm. especially for me. Um, I've dealt with a lot of, like, narcissists. Mm. I know, the the big word that everybody's using, but, like, seriously, though. Um, (laughs) Like, it happens. And so, for me, I'm triggered in a a very specific kind of way. Anyone who's ever been with a narcissist and has experienced that gaslighting thing, they know, like, everything Mm. is so triggering. And you don't know... You don't know why. um, Because after years or after a certain period of time where you're just being um, told your reality isn't real, Mm. right? Mm. You then question everything. And so I'm very lucky to have such a patient partner that understands like, man, she's been through, you know, what is it? How do they say? Through the ringer. Um, Mud. mud. (laughs) So um, for for me, it's very nice to have that open communication about discussing Mm past relationships because there are times where we'll have a discussion about something that's triggered me or you know something that feels off and through that discussion we then realize where it came from like what caused that feeling because it might not necessarily be like my partner did x y and z so I feel this way yeah sometimes you end up going the long way around Mm. and being like I feel this way and then you're like, wait a minute, my partner used to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you end up going, you know, you know the other way around. Yeah. So sometimes it's really good um, for me personally to take that into account. Yeah. Because you never know. You know, you never know. Your you partners know. are there. Your partners, your family, and your friends are there to trigger the shit out of you. Like, whether they mean to or not, mm-hmm. it's about this journey and the lessons yeah. that, you know that you're going to experience and it's not just going to happen from the people that you don't like it's going to happen from no. the people that you love for real so for me it just so happens because I'm always with my husband because we're upstate mm. most of the time that you know that's who I'm bouncing things off of that's yeah. who I'm working with all of my shit you know yeah. with. so that's really that's really a, a big thing for me so I don't yeah. have a problem yeah. with discussing past relationship stuff yeah. because then it also like teaches me like uh, um, for his side of things like if there was something yeah. that I was doing wrong you know because I have like this guilty conscience thing and I, I want to be so good for him but if I yeah. trigger him or if I do something you know that crosses a line or whatever the case may be tell me yeah because I would feel so shitty if you didn't tell me yeah you know and then I couldn't fix it yeah because I've had like not even like romantic but like just regular friends that like something happened I hurt their feelings and they didn't tell me Mm. or they mentioned it in passing and I was like well let's talk about it and so so it won't happen again so we can find out how we got here yeah and nothing they're just like no forget it forget it forget it forget it yeah I've been called emotional for that like they're just like you're just so emotional. You just, like, take yeah. everything so seriously, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, so you're okay with me just hurting your feelings and yeah, not taking really? it seriously? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, I always say, even just not, like, you brought up a good point, even just not romantically, like, um, you know, first of all, healing is not linear. So, like, I know there's plenty of times where, like, I'll be like, oh, like, I'll get re-triggered by something, whether it be, it, it could be in a, like romantically it could be in a friendship because as you said like you know we're mirrors for each other so it's like you know we're really reminded okay you need to work on this because like you know you get hit a little bit and you're like what has happened you know but like healing is not linear so you know you might have healed once but that healing again like you might have healed from this once but then there might be a little subunit that like is not fully healed and like you got to kind of go back to the thing again and go to the drawing oh yeah because once you learn a lesson right yeah life is gonna like give you a pop quiz be like pop quiz bitch did you really get over that shit yeah and then be like 
it's up to you to be like, yeah. I did or I didn't. Exactly. And again, it's not linear. And like, um, I say this all the time, like, you might be over the person who triggered you, but not over the trigger itself. Absolutely. So that person's, boom. Yeah. Fucking a decade passed, but the trigger is still right there in your goddamn face. So. Goddamn face. Goddamn face. Good, good stuff. All right, here we go. Um, let me see. All right. Oh, this is a good one. So the next category is sex. Ooh. All right, here we go. Is this is not gonna be sexy? This ain't gonna be a sexy sex conversation. <laughs> Anyways, the question is, what was the attitude towards sex in your family? Was it talked about, and who taught you about sex? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that those questions in itself mm-hmm. really. Um, I, I feel like it really puts things in perspective, right? Yeah. Because especially if you're in like a hetero mm-hmm. um, relationship, mm-hmm. because for me personally, I feel like boys were taught to be a certain kind of way and then mm-hmm. women are just taught, you know, yeah. to be a virgin for like forever. <laughs> for life. Forever. And you're just, it's like they fucking want you to hold on to that shit yeah. Yeah. for forever. And I'm just like, but why? This motherfucker gave it up, you know, real quick. Like, why don't you care about his virginity? Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like that was the conversation for a long time was just like, mm. no, don't do it. Mm. And also, like, don't get pregnant. That was the, yeah. that was the big one. Like, yeah. So, like, my entire time, because I started having sex at, like, 16, mm. and, like, the whole time, I'm just like, I can't get pregnant. I won't get pregnant. Not getting pregnant. I can't get pregnant. I gotta finish high school. I can't do that. Blah blah blah. They're gonna be so mad at me. I gotta do this. So it was just like, and then you just freak out, right? But here's the thing, though. I think personally, like, okay, so my mom was like really open with me about the things. And okay. If I ever had any questions, you know, yeah. she was answering my questions. But then, um, then there's other stuff that you find out on your own. Yeah. Of and there's other stuff that you talk to your friends about. Mm. And I feel like women get a more accurate. Mm. Um, answer yeah than men do yeah or boys mm-hmm. you know so I felt pretty I felt pretty okay mm. but um, it wasn't until I got older that I started getting uh, uncomfortable mm. yeah just because mm. of like some triggering stuff and whatever mm. things that I'm working through in therapy but mm-hmm. um, it was easier when I was younger mm. and then it got a little bit more difficult as as um, as I got a little bit older, but I'm working yeah. through it. Yeah. And Carlton's wonderful. Like, he's such a good communicator, and he understands. And, like, I'm not even going to tell you how Carlton <laughs> was, um, how his parents talked to him about sex, because I'm going to wait for him to, to, like, talk about that. Yeah. But it's really funny, actually. It's oh also a little God. fucked up, but it's funny. when you, um, But for me, it was open. Mm. And so, and you know how I am. Like, I I guess now I'm a little bit more um, conservative. Okay. With um or not even conservative. Let me not <laughs> reserved. Yeah. I'm gonna say reserved. I ain't gonna say conservative. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> um, but like a little bit more reserved because mm-hmm. I'm navigating through things, right? Yeah. But I'm always the first person to be like, tell mm-hmm. your partner if something is is wrong, or yeah. you know, if you have any questions, come to me yeah, and yeah. like because. I was already I was already googling and researching shit. Yeah. You know, um, in order to just because I was curious. Yeah. Because I was curious and I wasn't the kind of person that was like gonna get my answers through porn, which I feel like a mm. lot of people do. Mm. But that's not what I did. I googled that shit. Mm. I'm so serious. I googled when I was in high school. Okay. Like, did I Google? I Google. I think I Googled like the sensitive parts of the penis. Okay. In order to like give like a better like blowjob yeah. or like hand job or like yeah. whatever. Yeah. I was Googling that shit. Yeah. I wasn't looking at porn for yeah. something. Like I was watching porn, but I wasn't yeah. getting my answers through porn. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So like so that was my experience, you know? And so I'm just like, I couldn't imagine. I mean, did your parents talk to you about sex like that? Like how was it? I literally <laughs> learned through society. Like, I, I did not have, like, that typical birds and bees talk with my parents. Like, um, like obviously, you know, you know about it and stuff. Because, like, the moment you hit middle school, it's a fucking zoo. Oh, my zoo. God. It's a it's fucking horrible. zoo. And, like, you know, and then you have health class and whatever. 
but um they just hand you a pad stop no my my health class actually like yeah. it wasn't the best yeah but i guess like the budget was, was there <laughs> but um no like i literally learned through society i never sat down and had a conversation with either of my parents and then one day my mom um i think some younger kid or something like that like um you know because my mom likes to she be gossiping a little bit mm. and uh i don't remember who but she knew of some kid or something yeah that uh was was you know messing around with older men and they uh, they should not have been mm. and uh you know my mom just kind of was like i can't believe this fucking kid is like out here having sex with all these older people and, like, she didn't stop to be, like, you know how, like, in books, it has, like, the number one by it, and you look at the bottom of the page, and it tells you the definition? Like, she already, like, was aware that I knew what that was, what that entailed, like, you know, just knew about it. So, it was funny because, like, to me, I was like, but how do you know that I know? Like, you never <laughs> talked about it. Like, how do you know that I know? Wait, how so, old were you when this happened? Maybe... I think I like just got into middle school, so maybe I was like 11, 12, damn. like 12. I okay. Uh-huh. No, maybe 13. Maybe it was 12 or 13, fair, yeah. but it was like I wasn't in elementary school. Can you imagine? Oh my god. I'm fucking like, mom, like, yeah, they, these fucking kids, like, they have sex in it. And then, like, six year old me is like, is like, but how do I do long division? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, so we never really had that talk. Um, and, but, you know, I could talk to my parents about anything, mm-hmm. um, but we never had that conversation, so that's why, like, it's not taboo in our family at all, because, like, you know, my my aunts are fucking wild, and, like, you know, like, they would drop the word slong, like, every five fucking <laughs> seconds. Be, like, slong? Yeah, they, I don't okay. know what, why, but, you know. I haven't heard that word in a very long time. Really? <laughs> I feel like that's one of, like, the descriptive terms that my family has coined. I don't know why, but they just, yeah. I forgot about that word. I feel like that's, like, a Long Island mom term. I think so. I think so. But, um, yeah, so, uh, and then I just talk to to you about stuff, and, like, I'll talk to Oshia about the stuff where it's, like, me trying to be, you know, inquisitive. Yeah. Like, what what does this mean, you know? One of my first things was, like, lube lube oh my god i was so so intense about it it was was just like i was like of course condoms but lube that was the thing because like yeah listen listen yeah listen linda listen listen (laughs) linda yeah it's important yeah and don't be ashamed yeah if your natural you know flows yeah the juices ain't juicing the way you think they are yeah because it's it's different. Every every yeah. interaction is different. Yeah. And like and it's not you know it sometimes it takes a little bit longer or whatever. Mm. And for me personally, like sometimes I want it, but it's not yeah. like necessarily ready. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm like, nah, we doing this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, yeah, no, lube, yeah, absolutely, yeah. thousand percent. That was so funny. I literally called you the next day. Because. And I was like, um. No, because I feel like, especially, like, with, like, new people to it, yeah. they they don't think to get it. Like, yeah, people mm-hmm. think birth control, they think, like, condoms. Yeah. But, like, new people to sex don't think lube. Yeah. Lube it up. All the things. All of the things. Yeah. Anyways, I went hard at that. But I'm serious. <laughs> Cause it's already a fucking painful process. Yeah. Like you're gonna make it worse by like making it feel like fucking sandpaper. Like that's all. That's all, you know what I mean. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Health. Um, which is kind of the same as like appearance. So, pretty much, yeah. We'll just we'll just go with this. So, is weight control important to you? Mm. Um, and like, is your weight control important to you? And is <clears throat> your spouse's weight? important to you Mm. because if it is like be encouraging Mm -hmm. don't be a dick Mm -hmm. and if they're going through something like yeah just don't be a dick that's literally it yeah because you know how many people because the fucking podcast you know you know the podcasters you know those the people 
that are expecting their wives to snap right back after having a baby. Mm, mm. And it's just like, let me tell you something. You uneducated swine. Probably, they're probably not even watching this. But for people who would like to know, who are not uneducated swine, I shall educate you. When you get pregnant, there is a hormone that is released into your joints called relax. That's, that's the chemical that's making all your joints more limber. That's one mm. of the reasons for all the extra back pain and oh, the hip shit. pain. And like, it's because you're like looser. Everything is, is a little bit more flexible. And so, so that all your, so your pelvis can shift and open oh, up and allow the baby to come out. Right, wow. and the relaxin doesn't leave your body <clears throat> right away. Like it's not like you have a baby, and then the relaxin is just out of your system. Yeah. The hormones are in your body for a specific amount of time, mm. and it takes a while. And so, and even then, your body is still recovering. Your fucking bones moved. Your bones moved, and you had a lot of weight on those bones at yeah. one point. Yeah. So, they say I forgot what the statistics are. But, like, people who have children in that first year are at highest risk for injury. Wow. And you have to be, because the relaxin is still in the joints, mm. there is a weakness. Mm. And so if you're expecting your significant other, you're pregnant, well, they're no longer pregnant, but the person who was pregnant, mm. to then get back into the gym like three months postpartum you're out of your fucking mind and you're really insensitive there are people out there that they can do it and that's absolutely wonderful but to put that pressure yeah across the board a woman on yourself as well like yeah you be know patient with yourself yeah it's a whole thing like i'm sitting here the baby is five months now mm. and i'm slowly getting back into the gym because yeah. i i don't want to hurt myself and injure yeah. myself and risk like some crazy shit yeah. going down. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I already have pain as it is. Mm. And so it's just like, am I, do I want to lose the weight? Of course I do. Yeah. But I'm also not stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I got a belly. Mm. There was a baby there. Yeah. I was a thick woman before the baby got here. There's going to be some squish. Yeah. A little extra squish. Yeah. So, like, but I'm, I just think it's it's just irresponsible, if anything, mm. to pressure your partner. Yeah. Because you're really, because there are people that are like, but it's for your health. No, it's for aesthetic purposes. Mm. Like, you just want your person to bounce back. And some people yeah. can because that's genetics. Yeah. Some people can't. And don't feel bad if you can't bounce back right away. Yeah. Because that's not right. Like, and if your partner is whatever, I want to say fuck them, but that's your partner. So I'm not gonna say fucked up, but secretly like if that's what they that's what they're thinking fucked <laughs> Under up. The table. Because you're gonna you know, you get back to what you get back to. And yeah. if you love your body as it is right now, keep it. Yeah. So if you are having a discussion with a potential partner, you should definitely have this conversation. Mm. Yeah. Cause some people feel very strongly about mm. their partner looking a certain kind of way. And there mm. are people that can that can do that. So, what do you think? Um, I think it's okay to have a preference, yeah. you know, because, like, some, um, excuse me, some men or women prefer to have, like, you know, like, the joke, it's, like, thick girls, where the thick girls at, you know? <laughs> so, like, it's okay to have a preference of, like, um, your partner being a certain way and stuff like that, the same way that, like, um, a man or a woman might have a preference to having a partner that is a little bit skinnier or to the extreme of like fitness guru like health like muscular um and that's fine that's your preference as long as like it's healthy in the relationship if both um parties involved are cool with it like as long as like you know like if Josue wanted me to be this super fit like my muscles were showing like I was tall and like there's no fat I, I mean, yeah, who doesn't want to be fit, but I wouldn't want that. So, like, I do want to lose a little bit of weight, but, you know, he likes the way that I look now, and I like the way, I mean, I would like to look a certain way, but, like, and vice versa, like, mm -hmm. I like how his body is, he likes how his body is, so, like, if both parties involved are in agreement with the preference, 
then cool. You know, because, like, why... Like, I saw an episode of Girls and Girls where the gentleman was dating Blanche's daughter, and she's a thicker girl. And he would shame her about it. So, like, why be with that person, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. you can have your preference, but as long as you speak with your partner in a patient, um, in a patient manner, that's what the big thing is. Like, it, it's the manner of how you speak to them about it because you don't want to bully your partner if maybe they have gained weight or they've, they've lost weight and you're concerned. That's the thing. Are you actually concerned, like, for health risk re- reasons? And, like, speak to them that way and be like, hey, like, you know, I've noticed that, like, even the phrasing is just hard of, of how to bring it up. You know, like, maybe I've noticed that you've gained a little bit more weight or whichever way is the best way to phrase it for your relationship because some relationships you could be super brutally honest and then some you you gotta be a little bit more delicate but just like let them know that I'm, I'm a little bit concerned like are you eating more because you feel depressed and you're not talking about it if so how can I help like talk to me I want to be there do you need to go to a therapist is there something that we could change so I think that it's okay to have a preference but it's not okay to bully and if you're trying to bring up, you know, maybe your partner has lost a lot of weight, you don't want to be rude about it, <clears throat> but speak to them. Like, communicate about it. You yeah. Know? yeah. I see I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's just, it gets tricky. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that also there's there can be, and this is just me coming from, like, being pregnant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm sure that there are people out there that, they felt some type of way, and mm. then when pregnancy hits, it's it's a different ball game. Yeah, you don't necessarily have the time and the energy. Yeah, to get back into shape as quickly as you'd like to, or mm. you're not even thinking about that. Yeah, because you're raising a human. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. So, I guess from the get, the conversation should be had. And if you see that this person happens to be very adamant and very, we'll say, passionate about the fact that they require their partner to look a certain kind of way Mm. all the time despite whatever, like, Mm. that's very important to them. Mm. If that's on the top of their list, then you have to really think to yourself, like, is Mm. that sustainable for me? You know, how important is it for me? Is that something that I'm comfortable with doing? You know, can I do that? You know, and then the thing is, you can always change your mind. Because you never know. Here we go. And speaking of, this is the this is the, the theme, I guess, for today. Oh, boy. Am I the asshole for getting up from my chair in the middle of Christmas dinner and shouting, shut the fuck up about my body in response to my husband's observation? Mm. So, ever since I had my son months ago, my husband has started making indirect comments about my body. He never says any hurtful words, but I find his observations, as he calls it, hurtful. For example, he'd see me wearing an old top and say, oh, that top used to look good on you, but not anymore, though. Or when he looks at my waist and says, wow, didn't know your waist could get this wide. Mm -hmm. Basically, passive stuff that I tried to ignore till till it extended to friends and family. FYI. This went on for months and months and months. Oh, no. We went to Christmas celebration at his family's home. My sister-in-law complimented my floral maxi dress, and my husband said, I agree, it looks nice on you, though I have to admit that your waist could get smaller than this. Awkward silence took over. I was absolutely fuming, and this was my last straw. Mm -hmm. So I got up from my chair in the middle of dinner and shouted at the top of my lungs, Shut the fuck up about my body. Yes! I'm sorry. I couldn't even finish. I was like, yes, bitch. Fucking tell him. He was absolutely speechless as his family stared while some others tried to get me to calm down. But the situation got more tense and dinner ended up being cut short. And my husband storming off to his friend's place to spend the night upon leaving a very nasty text saying I embarrassed him and made a scene over an observation he made. He called me childish and told me to get therapy for my insecurities instead of verbally abusing him and scaring his family. Now I feel like I'm an absolute asshole and like I ruined Christmas for him and everybody without 
Ooh. And everybody with my oversensitivity. Am I the asshole? That's really fucking bullying. Like, like he's body shaming her at that point. Like, no, you're not the asshole. Like, if... I get it. I mean, I don't completely get it because I have never had a child. But there's some things that you go through in life that do alter your body. And it is what it is. But... It's not as though she's making, even if she was, making unhealthy decisions that do, you know, you risk the possibility of health altercations. Like, okay, I can see you speaking to your partner about that and being... I, oh, he's being a total fucking That's douche. what I'm saying. Like, that is fucking bullying. Like Observation? That, the gaslighting is say, so gaslighting. Like, he, he should have just spoken to her in private. Not make comments, because that's different. He could have pulled her to the side and be like, hey, like, you know, maybe she was, she hasn't been losing the baby weight and stuff like that. And if that's really important to him, he could vocalize that. But not make comments like that. But here's and the thing, then, clearly it does matter to him because he's yeah. been making these observations yeah. for quite some time. So yeah. it's just like, I'm sorry, honey, but you married a fucking asshole. Yeah. Because who the up. hell says that? Yeah. Like. That's literally just putting her down instead of speaking to her and be like. Which is why it's just an aesthetics thing. Yeah. I understand what you're saying about the health thing. He don't give a fuck about her health. Yeah. He wants her to look how he wants her to look. Yeah. And it's just like. It's so fucking rude. And in front of his family? That That's the thing. Is like, First of all, you shouldn't be making those comments to your partner to begin with because essentially you love the person, you care about them, and the whole idea behind finding your life partner is there's someone that's going to build you up and support you and give you tough love as well. That's the thing. You don't want a yes man, in my opinion. I don't want a yes man. That's why I like that Hostway holds me accountable for things because like, there's some times where... I need to be told. I need to be told, like, what the fuck are you doing? That's For me fair. to realize, like, oh, shit, you're right. Because sometimes we don't hold ourselves accountable, and you need that. You need accountability. But yeah. that's not accountability. Yeah, she didn't that's say shit. Amazing. Yeah, she didn't say shit about losing, her, losing weight or anything. She yeah. just said that, like, she had her son months ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just, ma- yeah, ever since I had my son... My husband has started making indirect comments about my body. Mm. Yeah, that's like she that's not she didn't cool. say anything about losing weight. She's not on a diet. She's not. It just sounds like she's just doing her thing. Yeah, you know, like she's just chilling. Yeah, that's not cool. He's how do you say dick. that to you? How do you say that to your wife and the mother of your child? It's just really rude, and the fact that he was like, what was it? Hold on, called her childish and yeah. to get into therapy for her insecurities, like. That is some fucking rude gaslighting shit. Yeah. Like, you're literally saying these terrible things to her all the time. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You know what? She should flip it around. Be like, you know, your penis is a nice size, but it could be a couple inches bigger. That's so rude. Like, you know what I mean? How the fuck would he feel if she said that? You know, it'd be nice if you had a couple extra inches on that dick of yours. Yeah. Because, like... And I bet you he would fucking feel some type of way. Yeah. Would that be him being childish if he felt mm. some type of way about her just mm. making fun of his penis the whole time? Yeah. Like, that's... And I'm just like, oh, I can't stand people like that. It makes me sad, but also, it's just... I don't know. It. Well, I do know. Yeah. It's just it's just terrible in general. And, and so, honey, you are not the asshole. Your husband yeah. is a total dick. Yeah. But I can't help but think he was already like this way before the mm-hmm. fact mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah and like but yeah like what if she can't control that because like first of all like you said like your body needs time to recuperate and also too it's not that easy to lose weight it's really not especially like, after a certain age yeah. or genetics, genetics you could just too. be predisposed to being a bigger woman like you can't you can't some sometimes you know you can't control how fast you lose weight because what if you're sick? There are some illnesses that you just, you can't lose weight like that. It's a process. Mm. Even going to the gym and working out, because I believe they say that a healthy amount 
of weight to lose is I want to say it's like um, a pound per week or like so. a pound or two per week. Excuse me. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to be something overnight and you air quote can't control that like technically you can like okay so what you want you want her to starve herself and and then possibly run the risk of developing an eating disorder like of, of course it sounds like it's reaching a radical idea but still do saying those hurtful words to people can alter them and it can make them think a certain way like god forbid she was to develop a eating disorder because of this you know it like just, it just sucks because it's just like this woman just carried your child yeah you know she's taking care of your kid yeah you know you got because like there's also a part of me that's like are you helping you know now i'm questioning everything this fucking guy is doing yeah. at this point because yeah. if this is how you're showing up for your partner in this capacity mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing in, in all the other like mm, categories, true. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you you should be supporting your partner. So if anything, you know, speak with her about it. Again, keep in mind she just fucking had a baby a few months ago. Oh, at this point, I wouldn't listen to a goddamn thing this man said because it's an appearance thing. He don't give a shit about her health. Yeah, I mean, it also is easier for us to say that because we don't love him. We're not the one in the relationship, you know. So mate. I don't know. I feel like though, if somebody's doing that from the get, oh, I'm judging from the hard. get. They're I'm they're not. Hard they, right you know, that's because that's a terrible fucking thing to do. Yeah, I don't like that. And then doing it in front of his family. I I think the thing that really got me was uh, calling it an observation. I mean that, but also too. Uh, I believe in his text message. He said. Um, for being verbally abusive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It's verbally she was defending abusing herself. him and scaring his family. Yeah, okay. Like, she was defending herself. Like, even if the shoe was on the other foot and say she was making comments about him and, like, they they were in front of her family and stuff like that, I would hope he does the same thing. I would hope that he tells her to shut the fuck up. Like, Honestly, I'm really proud of her. Yeah. Like, you don't understand how many I um, am I the assholes where, like, a violation is, like, made mm-hmm. and the person doesn't say anything. Girl, mm-hmm. I am so happy for you that you done cursed this motherfucker out in front of his family Mm -hmm. and you just said what you had to say because I'm sure that shit was like building up and building up and building up until finally you was like you know what I'm gonna let him have it Mm. I'm gonna let him have it because he can't keep doing this you know what I mean and that's what happens and this is the thing oh my god what is it called there's a word for her type of reaction Mm. because it's specifically between like a narcissist and and their victim Mm. where like they poke and poke and poke and poke with these little, like, with little things that they know yeah. bother you. Yeah. And then, like, you have an explosive reaction mm-hmm. after it building, and then they get to turn around and look at you and be like, see, look, everybody, mm-hmm. look, she's the fucking crazy one. Look, 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 mm-hmm. look, look. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's a term for it, but anyways, yeah, girl, let me, let me just, let me just say, you are not the asshole. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you went through this. Like, you deserve all the things, not him. You don't deserve him, or excuse me, he doesn't deserve you. And I truly hope that, you know, I hope that felt so good to tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I hope it was, I hope it was yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah. I know you feel bad now, but... I really hope that you felt like good and powerful yes. in that moment. Yes. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you, defend yourself. Hell yeah. Oh my god. That that is my anthem. Fucking beating the shit out of bullies. Mm. Oh my god. That I love those comeback stories where it's, it's beautiful. like you know, like yeah, Timmy, stand up to your fucking bully. Go Timmy. You know what I'm saying? You love like to I, hear it. Yeah. You love to defend hear it. yourself. All right, girl. So, we're going to say our goodbyes. Yes. We're going to leave y'all with some affirmations. Yes. All right, Dom, what you got? The affirmation for today is I am connected to my inner self and to the beauty of the world around me. That's nice. Yes. I like that. So I hope that that affirmation resonates with you. If not, sorry, and tune in next time uh, because I can't change what we just said. But, yeah, I hope that it it really builds you up and in some way, shape, or form, you can apply it to your day and hopefully make your day a little bit better from those words. So, thank you. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is... 
Dom underscore Mel underscore podcast. Until further notice, cast, 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 cast. A little echo. So uh, yes, you can find us on there. We will also be on YouTube. Unfortunately, uh, this episode is going to be an audio only episode. But pay attention to us in the future, yeah. 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 All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.